All right, my man. There he goes. Right, it man. is one half of Chaos Theory leaving the show as BK returns to the forefront here. How was your break, man? Oh, man. It's the best hour of my life, let me yeah. tell you. Well, uh, what are we calling this show? The fill-ins? <laughs> the pre-nooner. Oh, we got a nooner coming up? You getting a nooner? Oh, I ain't well, with nooner. Trey. I haven't had a nooner in a couple of years, man. Hey, I get one with yeah. Trey every single day, you know? How about it, dude? What you got yeah. going on, man? Well, I'm working on pulling up a uh, a video here. You know, I heard y'all talking about Aaron Rodgers and the fact that there's a chance, at least he's making it seem like there's a chance that he uh, can come back to play at some point this season, which would be insane, right? Why would you do that? Well, I know why he would do that. Like, he, he wants to win a Super Bowl, and the Jets, despite having, like, a joke of a quarterback and Zach Wilson are 4-4, four and four, and they're a game out of the playoffs in the AFC. So, I get, like, the guy's a competitor. He wants to play, and his team is not completely out of it. So, I, I understand uh, needs, why he wants to come back. The needs have not been addressed on the offensive line. He could die. Yeah, he he could die. Well, we all could die, you know right. that works. But, but yeah, no, old. I mean he lasted seventy five seconds the first time around. So, oh, here we go. No, I've got uh, there's footage from Monday Night Football. They showed this on ESPN, right? Aaron Rodgers warming up on the field. He was in street clothes, but he was uh, you know throwing passes and apparently throwing sixty five yards. And we have the footage here. Check it out. Big ball downfield, and it is intercepted by Kirby Joseph. Oh, no. Joseph out of bounds around the 45. Oh, no. What? Even the pregame tosses are getting picked off. What's going on there? Love it. Where'd you get that at? <laughs> oh, Instagram. There's like an NFL memes account that I follow on Instagram that uh, – I literally saw that. Undefeated. Oh, it's the best. I mean, I saw that at like 10.58, so I've been like, oh, shoot, let me see if I can scramble and, and get this together by 11, and, and we got it at 11.02. So, uh, yeah, there there you go right there. Aaron Rodgers coming back. It's, uh, I hate that guy. So Yeah, I know you do. Yeah, I, I, I hope you do. I'm, I'm actually a fan of his character. Um you know, I subscribe to the way he kind of looks at life. Like, you know, I don't really need any, you know, I, I'm content with what I have. If you're in my life, great. Um, if I meet you and you start to become in my life, that's fine too. But I'm kind of content with the circle that I have. And, uh, you know, he's, he, for, for the polarizing character that he is, he is based in his stance, man. He believes in what he's doing, and I I admire the actual hell out of that. So, oh, dude, I don't hate Aaron Rodgers because of any of his political stances or vaccine stances or personality traits. Oh, I hate, hate because of what he's done to the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, that, that's yeah, it. I, oh, like, I know, I know your emotions. I'm, I'm, I'm with, with you. I'm with you, You're man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know, like whatever floats your boat, as long as it doesn't sink mine and. And no Aaron Rodgers off the field take has ever like directly impacted my life. So he can do what he wants. He can think the way he wants. Do I think he's incredibly selfish? Yeah, of course. 100%. Okay. His prerogative to be selfish. Like right. he clearly likes people talking about him. I think we all to an extent like people talking about us. So, um, but yeah. Positively. No, he, I like yeah. positively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, the, the reason I can't stand Aaron Rodgers and, and hopes that, uh, you know, he doesn't play again is because, yeah, I watched him torture my team time after time like Cindy Lauper and 
I can't stand him Jesus, for it. What a name drop. Look yeah, at you. Like that. That's a song How right about there. that, man? Yeah. You've, yeah, always yeah, been, yeah. You've, you've always been a savant with the music. You've been well-educated, well-raised, well-raised. Yeah, I will parents, say that. Parents did me right on that one, man. The, uh, the best music came out before I was born. I am, I am more than willing to acknowledge that, and that's usually what I listen to nowadays. Love it, man. Yeah, you shocked me, actually, when you brought up the Talking Heads one week. Or oh, one in the, big Talking in Heads a, guy, man. I had yeah, a, man. a Talking Heads. Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, cassette tape in my car when I started driving. It was my dad's. It was also my dad's car. It was an 85 Toyota Land Cruiser. Oh, man. That's the first car I ever drove, and it was stick shift, and I freaking loved that thing. It it was a mess. I mean, you couldn't drive it over like 45 miles an hour. It would start shaking to the point where you thought you were cooked. The AC, the AC was broken every summer. The heat was broken every winter. It was all manual. You know, you had the, the crankshaft windows, of course. Did you have manual? Did you have power steering at least? They said it did. There's no chance there was power steering in that shit, dude. I, I had to turn that wheel like 40 times to just get out of my driveway. Uh, but it's, uh, yeah, it, you know, cassette deck in there, no CDs, obviously there, there, there was no antenna. The antenna had fallen off. I oh, mean, this shit could have been on pimp my ride, honestly. But you know what, man, that's you endured, dude. That's what a 16 year old is supposed to do. Uh, you're supposed to endure, you know what yeah. I mean? You're gonna, chances are, you're probably going to wreck the damn thing. Hell, if you're my son, you're going to wreck it three times in four days. So <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I, I loved it, man. Like, okay. I, I loved it. You know, my friends, it, it was a badass looking car, but my friends would be like, yeah, no, can we literally go in anybody else's car besides yours? Cause you know, nothing yeah. works, but yeah, I, I freaking bro. loved it, man. It was a badass, and I had a car like that's, that's right. all I needed. That's all that mattered, man. A to B dude. Most of B. the time, most of the time it got me from A to B. Now, there, there are plenty most of times where it didn't, but most of the time, no, nah, it's uh, I freaking love that thing. Like, believe me, I, part of me wishes we kept it and, you know, spent the money to, to get it really working again. Uh, but yeah, we, we sold that. I think once I went to college, cause my, my sisters, my two younger sisters had no interest in driving that thing. Oh, sure. It was already done by the time it went through your hands. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it didn't have like DJs asking how many miles, dude, it only had like 130,000 miles on it. Like it was DJ, weird. The odometer didn't work. It was that old. <laughs> Maybe that was the issue. Yeah. But I mean, considering it was an 85 and what I turned 16 and this will make everyone feel great about themselves. Uh, 2010. Uh, so it was, you know, 25 years old when I got it, like it, not a lot of miles at all, but yeah, it, it, it had the problems of a, of a whip with 300 K. So, so yeah. BK, like a couple of minutes ago, you, you alluded to it a little bit, right? How Aaron Rodgers, you, you kind of hate Aaron Rodgers because of what he's done to your team, right? Um, talking about quarterback play, of course, with the Dallas Cowboys do a lot of, you know, a lot of questions, a lot of, uh, concerns have been on the quarterback play of, of Dak Prescott, you know, in terms of if Dallas can get to the next level, is, is it on the arm and, you know, is it basically on the shoulders of Dak Prescott? What we saw against the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday, BK, I thought Dak Prescott played one of the better games that he's played in the past two seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and still the Dallas Cowboys struggled. Hell, I mean, you could argue that, uh, you know, the only thing that they didn't do on Sunday was win the game. You know what I mean? They basically beat the hell out of Philadelphia on almost all facets of the, or all phase of the, the gridiron there. What the hell has to happen for Dallas to get over this hump, man? It looks like the, you know, the offense with CD lamb is unlocked just a little bit there, but what does Dallas have to do to kind of get past this hump to get over the Philadelphia Eagles? 
Yeah, look, um, maybe they get a, a, a split against Philly this year, right? I mean, that's what happened last year. Now, uh, Jalen Hurts didn't play in the game the Cowboys won, but also Dak Prescott didn't play in the game the Eagles won last year. So, look, I mean, the Cowboys were clearly close enough to where you feel like, okay, in the rematch in Dallas, they've got a shot to actually go out there and win. But at the end of the day, what matters is wins and losses in this league, and the Cowboys – you know, time and time again, ha have not shown the ability to beat the top teams in the NFL. They do a good job of beating the teams they're supposed to do, but when they go up against the best of the best, which those are the teams you're going to see in the playoffs, and this is why the Cowboys haven't been able to get over the hump in the playoffs, uh, they come up short. So, you know, going into the year, Wags, the, the three top teams in the NFC, people expected to be the Eagles, the Niners, and the Cowboys, probably in that order. Maybe you would have flip-flopped San Fran and Philly, but like Dallas would have been number three, I think, for most people going into the season. Well, the Cowboys have had chances to play both of those teams, and they're 0-2. Now, they, they had a chance against Philly. They had no shot against San Francisco. They got blown out of the water early on in that one, but they played Philly close, but ultimately they are 0-2 against the teams that they are going to need to beat to get back to the promised land. So, uh, Dak's been playing great. He was bad against San Francisco. Everybody was bad in that Sunday night game in the Bay Area. But in the four games since then, Dak has played really, really well. But ultimately, you're judged based on wins and losses. Right. And even though Sunday was not Dak's fault, uh, it, they lost. And he came up short, and the team came up short, so people are still going to blame him. So, I don't know, man. I like... I'm kind of dancing around your question of what the Cowboys need to do. I just, they need to play better. They need to execute better. But where, like, course. where's the solution come from? Like, where do you supplement it? That's the problem. Like, where do you find that problem? Like, we all know what the answer is. It's do the little things right. But how the hell do you do the little things right? Know. Where did that start at? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, they need to run the football better. But even last year when they did run it better as a team, they, they you know, didn't make it to the Super Bowl or even the NFC Championship game. But for this year, like, they, they need to run it a little bit better. I think that's obvious. You know, Tony Pollard is not the same guy, and the Cowboys had a chance at the trade deadline to maybe add a, a Derrick Henry or a somebody to help in the backfield. They obviously opted not to do that. Um, and then coaching, man. Like, you can't – you're not going to change coaches midseason, although a lot of Cowboys fans would like to maybe see McCarthy get shown the door. Are you hey, a maybe. McCarthy fan? No, no. Okay. At, this, at this point, no. Like – I uh, I hated the hire for one reason in particular. I, I've been like kind of topsy-turvy, like a politician when it comes to my McCarthy thoughts. I hated the hire for one reason, not because I thought he was a bad coach, but because he's won a Super Bowl. You're like, well, how the hell does that make sense? You hated right. the hire because the guy had won a Super Bowl. Well, I'm sure you know this. There's never been a coach in the history of the NFL win a Super Bowl with two different teams. Never happened. So it's going to happen, right? Like, it's it's going to happen. Ohio State had never had a good quarterback in the NFL until C.J. Stroud. Like, at some point, some coach is going to be the first to win Super Bowls with multiple teams. Well, you really thought it was going to be a Jerry Jones Cowboys team that was going to reverse the that curse? So I'm, that was like from the jump, I was like, nope, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do this. That's why I didn't even want Sean Payton. Like, that was the apple of most Cowboys fans' eyes. It's like, no, nah, he's... He's won a Super Bowl. You got like yeah. to gotta get somebody who doesn't have one. As weird as it sounds, that's just what the history of the NFL has told us. Uh, and then, like, I don't think Mike McCarthy's as bad as a lot of people do. Like, I know he only won one Super Bowl with Rodgers and, and, and kind of wasted the prime of that dude's career. Um, but, like, to win a Super Bowl, you've got to be a good coach. And to win all of the games that McCarthy won, like, you, you have to be a good enough coach. 
I'm talking about a guy I think who's like top 20 in NFL head coaching wins of all time. Like he's not terrible, but is he as good as Andy Reid or, you know, Nick Sirianni, even though it's only year three for him or Kyle Shanahan or like these other coaches that he's going to have to beat because the talent difference, you know, the talent difference between the Cowboys and the Giants, you don't need a good coach to beat your Giants. Sorry, Wags. Uh, you, you need some. I don't need that. I can't give you anything. I, I, they're terrible. Yeah, yeah you need. Sorry, right, Sal. Somebody. I know it's bad. Oh yeah. Now, congrats on Danny Dimes being out for the year. I think. I think that's good news for you. It but, is. We can just get on. We can get on with the neck. Now we can all heal. Now we can heal. Yeah, but you know, I'm worried. Uh, well, is Tyrod back yet, or is he still hurt? No, we got Devito. It's Danny. Danny oh, Devito. Yeah, that guy slinging Jersey Mike subs and then playing quarterback on. What a mess. Yeah, well, okay, maybe you can maybe you can lose and y'all are going to tank and get a quarterback next year. Shoot, you should be trying to lose to get Caleb Williams, right? I would yeah. like to see Caleb Williams. Hell, I would be happy. I mean, it looks like we're going to have a very palpable draft of quarterbacks coming out. So looks yeah. like a lot of good quarterback play, rightfully so, because there needs to be decent uh, quarterback play in the NFL gridiron, man. It's tough. It's yeah, yeah, I'm with you. So y'all will be in the mix there. But yeah, like you can beat the Cowboys have more talent than some of those teams. But obviously, like the Eagles have a ton of talent, the Niners, the Lions. And then you start thinking about the contenders in the AFC. Like those teams clearly have talent. And that's where coaching matters. And when you just compare Mike McCarthy to the, the coaches on the other best teams in the NFL, it, it's hard to feel that McCarthy has an advantage over anybody. And that's that's a scary thought when you get into the postseason. Like the numbers are there for McCarthy in terms of winning success, but I think what just the differential there, man, is he's just not aggressive enough, man. He plays it too vanilla sometimes, from, or at least that's just my observation. When you talk about Shanahan and you talk about all the other winning coaches around there, what's their what's their their MO, right? They go for it when when other coaches don't like, uh, you know, Doug Peterson, you know, for example, too, down in Jacksonville, man. All these coaches are are having their teams winning one margin ball games or just small victory or small margin ball games. It's because of aggression. At least that's what I think, man. I think if you allow the other team to dictate what you do, you're going to lose. Yeah. And look, it's it's kind of one thing after another, right? I mean, there, there are some Cowboys Longhorns parallels. I know Chip brings this up all the time, like just the amount of times you've been able to compare those two teams in recent years. The red zone's been a big issue too. You can maybe call that aggressiveness, uh, but that's something that you'd like to see the Cowboys clean up. Uh, I don't think they're, I'm trying to pull up like the aggression stats to see how often they go for it on fourth down, but it's an identity crisis, you could argue too, though. Like, the Cowboys, like the Longhorns, it's it's hard to really point out exactly what their offensive identity is. I mean, C.D. Lamb's right. a, a stud. He's one of the best receivers in football. Okay, get him the ball. Maybe that's your identity. Just find a way to get that dude the ball. But uh, you're not a very good running team right now. Your offensive line isn't what it used to be. You know, I, I think Dak's a top 10 quarterback in football, but he's not a top five quarterback. Like, I, don't, I don't think he's good enough to put the team on his back and win a Super Bowl. He's good enough to put the team on his, his back and win a game, but... Uh, you know, he's he's not like a clear identity for this offense. So there's a little bit of an identity crisis. And then it's just in big spots. We saw it on Sunday. How many like the Eagles were trying to give the Cowboys that game. The, the fumble like when Brown ran in the swift. Holy crap. They, they mean, were trying to give the Cowboys the game and they gave the Cowboys so many chances in the fourth quarter. And look, the Cowboys stepped up and made some plays, obviously, too. But just every time the Cowboys actually had a chance to win that game. They couldn't get it done. 
You know, you think of the two-point conversion with Dak. He steps out of bounds at the half-yard line. Like, okay, that, you know, you would only have needed a field goal on that last drive instead of a touchdown. Obviously, the Cowboys got stuffed on uh, on fourth downs and turned it over on downs twice in the fourth quarter on set, on Sunday. Like, they had their chances, but just in those big spots, whether it's McCarthy or Dak or everybody else, and it's probably a combination of all of the above, they just they can't seem... It's not like the, the playoff games, you know, it's not like they got blown out against San Francisco no, either year. Right, no. They're right they just, there. It's that last step. They just can't get over that last little hump, man. And it's almost yeah, like, it's just, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say that they're the chargers of the NFC, but my God, BK, they kind of are, man. They just, yeah. they just fail to get out of their own way at times, man. Yeah. It's just like they cowboy, they cowboy up. They cowboy up. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, that's, that's a fair comp. I mean, they're better than the Chargers, but shoot. Oh, 100% uh, better than the Chargers, man. That's being they're, the skinniest kid they, at the They're fat one of the camp. best teams in the NFC. They just can't, they just can't get know. over it. Some, I, I don't know. know what it is. They've, they've won 12 games in each of the last two years. I, I don't know if they'll get to 12 this year, but they're going to get to 10, right? Like they're going to get to 10. They're five and three right now. So that's what a 10 and six pace with one extra game. So I think they'll win 10 or 11 this year. They'll make it to the playoffs this year, but that clearly has not been the issue for this team. It's just, it's winning in the playoffs. And look, maybe they're the five seed. They get the NFC South winner again. Like they got Tampa in the first round last year. People forget. Everyone says Dak always sucks in the playoffs. He, he was amazing yeah, against Tampa, but cool. Congrats. That's Tampa. They were eight and nine. Like you might get eight and nine New Orleans this year or eight and nine. Tyler Algier in the Atlanta Falcons play or the freaking by Queens. Who knows? Like, okay, you beat them. Great. But once again, you're going to have to run into Philly or San Francisco more than likely in the divisional round of the playoffs. And how, if you're a Cowboys fan, how the hell can you feel any sort of confidence that you're going to win against either of those teams? I don't think you can, man. I don't think no. you can. No. The good news is the Cowboys play uh, your Giants next so but it's out of our misery baby let's go caleb williams yeah i mean the cowboys already lost to the freaking cardinals this year so i guess anything is possible dude i don't yeah. know if i i don't know if i want caleb williams i mean I, this is a really good problem man caleb williams might be the best quarterback in the nfl or, or in the college football right now but <laughs> dude i mean what Penix jr is turning some heads man the Pac-12 has got some top quarterback play going down in it right now, man. Bo Nix versus Caleb Williams this Saturday, dude. It's going to be fantastic. going to be fun. I'm here to tell you right now, Wags, that you want Caleb Williams. <laughs> I now, know. Hey, look. Evaluated quarterbacks, the hardest thing to do in sports, right? He's got all like, the intangibles. Happens all the time where you think a guy's can't miss and you miss. That's how it goes. I mean, talking Daniel about Jones. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. Can't miss on Daniel Jones, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know if anybody said that about him. Everyone got to have everyone. him at six overall, not 16th overall. Yeah. He's some people, good. some people are better than others. Some people know you shouldn't take Mitch Trubisky over Patrick Mahomes, but clearly not everybody did like, you know, Dak Prescott fourth round pick help Brock Purdy. I know the Niners have lost three in a row, but three weeks ago, that dude was like the front runner to be league MVP right. in Vegas. And Mr. Irrelevant, Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, six rounder. Like it's, it's hard to evaluate quarterbacks. So as as highly touted as Caleb Williams is, I'm not going to sit here and tell you there's a 100% chance he is a beast at the next level, but the chances of him being great in the NFL are better than Drake May well, and Penix and right. Bo Nix and all of those other dudes. We'll just say he checks all the boxes for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you guys are being too nice to Caleb Williams, by the way, you and Rodney. I know. 
which this is not like a shot at his character. It's going to sound like it, but uh, it's not a shot at Caleb Williams' character. This is just college football in 2023. He's not, he's not still playing because he loves the team. He's still playing because he loses he needs the job. No, well, he loses his NIL money if he opts out. Like those are the rules. You can't you can't opt out anymore like that. You can't tell people in the middle of the season that you're mailing it in because then you don't get all of those checks. So yeah, no, Caleb Williams, like I'm not questioning his competitive spirit. He he could go out there and just stink it up on purpose if he really wanted to, or he could be faking an injury, I guess, if he really wanted to, but I think uh, like w- this was a huge topic of conversation a few years ago. I remember Leonard Fournette, right? Like midway through an LSU season is just like, nope. And then Bosa a few years ago at Ohio State, like a game into the season, oh, yeah. like, nope, I am yeah. shutting it down and we are focused on the NFL. You're just, you're not seeing that that much these days. Everyone talks about the bad of NIL. That's a good of NIL is that guys like they, they have to play or at least try to play to get their money. So you're, you're still seeing the best college football players play, even though uh, their teams might, uh, might be done for the year, you know? Yeah. I I don't, maybe I shouldn't have as much empathy as I have for him, but it, it just, man, for a dude to have that much talent and to be able, like the expectations of this guy is wherever he goes, he needs to win the Heisman or he's just going to fail. Right. Or if, if he doesn't take USC uh, back to the promised land, he's going to fail, man. And I don't know if that's why I just got so empathetic for the dude to be like, all right, man, I like, you know, you're clearly, you know, a winner characteristic, you know, you're, you had the winning traits of, Mm -hmm. of a champion, right? Like, and I don't know if that's why I was just getting on the empathy page for him or whatnot, but I just felt for him, dude. I, I felt really bad seeing him cry in his mom's arms and, and shit, you know, on, on national television. Man, oh, so. he shit on national TV. I think he did. I think he oh. did. Went poo poo for two in the platform, man. So. <laughs> oh man. Now like, look, the, the whole, you know, the fingernail painting bit last year was bad and it was immature and it was silly and it, and it didn't work, but, I, I like Caleb Williams. I'm not going to root against kids. Like Caleb Williams right. has done me no wrong. Like uh, I hope he pans out at the next level. You know, like I, I love watching great quarterback play. So I hope he's great. And unless he plays for the Giants, then I hope he's the worst player in NFL history. Hey man, we're struggling enough, dude. Hey, we're, we're rivals. That's what you're supposed to do. Now, if Caleb Williams was still at OU, th- here's why I love Caleb no, Williams world, so man. much. Hold on, we got to get on this SEC train, dude. We're supposed no. to root for each no, other now. No. Yeah. We're supposed. Hey, you know what? Great job. Go SEC. Go NFC East. Go East. Oh I'm gonna get a shirt that just says NFC East on there. Four teams, one fight. God. Nice job. Yeah, thanks, Bryce. <laughs> Good job. You, you gotta be like, who is it? Rob Lowe, who like shows up to sports <laughs> games. He's got the NFL shield or the MLB shield on his cap. Like he's just rooting for the entire league. Standing like this too. Like, <laughs> he's, like he's damn He-Man and shit or Superman. He's just, he's rooting for everyone to have fun, right? That's his goal for both teams to have fun. You know, you, you joke about that, but my wife actually has a, a shirt that says I'm here for both teams to have fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's uh, I've seen a couple of those around classic, and it's like, oh classic my God. Mom. Yeah. Yeah. But like, no, I'm a huge Caleb Williams fan because he he left Oklahoma at the altar. Like obviously he he broke our hearts in his one Red River shootout that he played, but no, nah, like he he and Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma. I'm I'm cool with those dudes now. Fine with that. Like OU's good this year. They obviously beat us this year, but if they had Lincoln Riley these last two seasons, 
and they had Caleb Williams these last two seasons, uh, they'd be better than what they've been these last two seasons, no doubt. Yeah, I don't think we'd be relevant, honestly. I think they would. I think they would be the front runners by far in the uh, in the Big Twelve. Of course, that's a, a hypothetical thing. I mean, yeah. pieces stay in place if Venables doesn't come in there and, and Lincoln Riley stays in. So that program doesn't get dismantled. I don't think the set. I don't think the the fifty not or the you know the forty nine and nothing thing happens. Yeah. But my God, dude. No chance. Like they still, they still probably have Alex Grinch as their DC, so sure. they would have effed it up somewhere. But sure, no, like they don't, they don't go six and seven last year if uh, if Lincoln Riley's their coach. So that's why, that's why I'm cool with them. That's why I'm cool with Caleb Williams because they don't go six and seven if Caleb Williams is their quarterback last year either. So uh, yeah, no, he uh, they they brought OU back down to earth a little bit by going to USC. But he's fun to watch, man. You think uh, you think SC has a chance? In that game this weekend? I mean, there's no. I, I think Bo Nix <laughs> is too much. I, I I like Irving too. I think Irving's one of the best running backs that we're seeing in the collegiate level. He doesn't get yeah. enough hype or, or enough love, I don't think. And honestly, it's because they're on the West Coast. We just we just don't see too much of the Pac-12 because they play late games, right? Unless they're playing noon games, we just don't see enough tape on them, right? Irving is is a dude. He's going yeah. to be running in the NFL next year, that's for sure. Um. But if you want to break the quarterback play down, I think Caleb Williams by far has, you know, all the checks in the boxes here against Bo Nix. Uh, but Bo Nix does what's required for the Oregon Ducks to win, and that's why they're one hell of a football team right now. Yeah, Bucky Irving averaging a very nice 6.9 yards per carry yeah. this season. Yeah, he's been great. And uh, Oregon's been playing great since that Washington loss. They're, they're a really good football team. And I, I just wonder, like, the thing that gives me hope for USC is that they finally fired Alex Grinch. Like they finally got rid of their defensive coordinator. Now they a still too have. Late though, I think. Yeah, they, like they're they're obviously done for the year. They're not making the playoff. They've got three losses. They're not making the Pac-12 title game. They're they're in trouble there. Um, but like maybe it's still the same players, and it's only a week. So I don't know how much can actually change. But sometimes you see a little bit of a rally, right? Like the puke and rally. Maybe you get that from USC to where like their defense, Hey, Grinch is finally gone. And that motivates guys to play a little bit better. And you're going to give them the they, interim DC, the interim DC hype here, the bump. I, I don't know who the hell the interim DC is. I have no clue who it is, but maybe just because Grinch is gone. Cause you know, if you're a Texas fan, you're rooting against all the teams ahead of you right now. Right. Sure. So like it, it, you're, you're rooting for USC. You're rooting for Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams this Saturday. Uh, it's not likely Oregon's a 15 point favorite and the game is in Eugene, which doesn't help SC's chances, but I don't know. I'm hoping for that. Uh, what the dead cat bounce as they call it. Maybe, maybe that's it. It's going to happen. I, I will tell you this. I advise you to take the over. Yeah. There's going to be no defense. Let's see what the total is. Let me pull it up real quick. 73 and a half. That's, oh, that's, that's a lot. I mean, last that's week, the, the Washington USC game was at 75 and that, that to me was, Higher, price is right. Higher, that was an easy one. Uh, this one, once again, if Alex Grinch was still the DC, I'd be same thing. Right now, I just like I, once again, I have no clue who USC's interim DC is, and it's still the same players. And how much can you change in six days? Uh, but shoot, I I don't know. I, I'll probably avoid that one just just because uh, there's that uncertainty factor there. Um, Washington, Utah, that game's in Seattle. Like that's another team ranked ahead of Texas right now. Like Utah's are good, even though they're, they've had a backup quarterback all year. They're seven. Is that why the ducks got the notch over the Longhorns there because of their victory over the Utes? 
Yeah, I heard y'all talking about that. So I um uh, I didn't see you sent me an email asking you to put something in the stream yard and I didn't see it until like ten fifty nine. But here's this. Here's something different. This is uh your resume comparison of the top three one loss teams in college football. So Anybody arguing that Texas should be in the top five right now is wrong because there are five undefeated Power Five conference teams. They, they should all be ranked ahead. Even Michigan, who's played nobody, uh, they should be ranked ahead of, of Texas, Oregon, and Alabama right now. But, um, yeah, the issue, like, Texas should be ranked ahead of Oregon. And how much does it matter? Probably not that much right now. Of course, these are not the final rankings, and there's a lot that's going to change over the next yeah, month. Yeah, landscape's going to shift, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But... Right now, like, Oregon's got the better loss. There's no debate there. Oregon lost at Washington. Washington's undefeated, and they're ranked in the top five. Texas obviously lost a neutral site game against Oklahoma, and Oklahoma has lost twice since Red River. So OU's ranked at number 17. So, yeah, losing at number five is by one score in the final minute is better than losing by one score in the final minute on a neutral field against number 17. But... You got to look at the wins. You can't just look at the loss. Like Tex- Texas has beaten five teams, not two, not three. Got to get LeBron over here for this. LeBron, huh? Five teams that currently have a winning record. Oregon's beaten one, and that's Utah. Okay, Texas has beaten three teams that are currently ranked in the top twenty-five. Oregon's beating one. That's Utah. So, like, look at the strength of schedule. The Pac-12 is better than the Big 12 this year. That's great. Oregon played something called Portland State. Hey, idiots, Portland's <laughs> not a state. That's not a real school, okay? Like, they their strength of schedule is 63rd, and Texas's is number 10 right now. So you Did can't they struggle just, versus Portland State? No, they, they put up, like, 150 okay. against them. All right. uh, but it's Portland's Even Texas, I think, would score 40 against Portland State. Uh, we, we apparently are allergic to scoring 40 this year. But, yeah, Oregon, like, you have to look at the wins. You can't just look at the loss. So, yes, to answer your question, yeah, the loss is the difference. That's why Oregon is ahead of Texas right now is because they've got a better loss. But Oregon has not played a schedule anywhere close to the schedule that Texas has played. As our guy Jake says, Oregon's second-best win is Colorado. Yeah. Who's 4-5. and five, And, like, they, they suck. I know everyone talked about them. They were a great story early, but they've come crashing crashing down to and, and, and remember like i know that travis hunter was gone for a couple of games but travis hunter's back right now and yeah. they're still struggling so yeah and texas has the best win sarks talked about it here's dennis with the comment right now talking about it like hey you know you beat alabama on the road by double digits like i, I guess it'd be one thing a win is a win but it'd be one thing if like texas got some bs call that went their way <laughs> right <laughs> But it was SEC yeah, that, refs. Never, that will never happen. Yeah, it was SEC refs for the Texas Alabama game, and not Big Twelve refs. So we actually had uh, you know some some uh, parity and some fairness in that one. But it wasn't like oh Texas got a lucky break or a questionable call with the Longhorns' way, and that's why they beat Alabama. No, they they beat them by double digits, man. They handed Alabama its worst home loss in twenty years. Like that's that's got to right. count for something. That's better than beating Utah with a backup quarterback this year. Like what are we what are we doing here, committee? Come on now. Well, I, th- I mean, I think the committee got it right though. The only thing that I think they actually missed the ball completely on was Mi- I think Michigan is the best team in college football, man, and it, it's not yeah. happening from from stallions stealing signs or anything like that, from stallion signs or or whatnot. Um, it's because that they are the best damn team on all three phases of the ball, 
uh, in college football, man. Like they, they are, they are that anybody that watches college football, you see it every Saturday, man. They are better than their opposition, dude. Ohio state is two Georgia three. Now, both of these, like Michigan has, you know, Penn state this week and um, Georgia's got a nice little matchup too. So again, we talked about the landscape right now, just with the rankings, this will clearly shift after this week. Yeah, you want some chaos, man. Like you want Penn State to beat Michigan and you want uh, Ole Miss to somehow, some way beat Georgia, right? Um, that'd be nice. I, I don't think look, Ole Miss played Alabama pretty tight. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't think either of those happened. I could see both of those games being relatively close and, and Georgia hasn't been blowing teams out. They got Florida pretty good and they got Kentucky pretty good. But outside of that, you know, Georgia's played a bunch of closed games this year. Um, yeah, look, like that's, the eye test, the eye test to me has Michigan as the best team in college football. So that's where it's like just not that consistent, right? Because I'll be honest, I test like I'd, I'd probably pick Oregon to beat Texas right now. I probably would if they played on a neutral field. Oregon with to me yours. is with Oregon, yours? yeah, with yours, yeah, yeah, with, with Murphy, yes, no question. But what even with you, like it's close though, it's close. But my gripe with the committee is they're they're doing a lot of eye test stuff too with Oregon and Texas. Uh, if, if you're doing eye test stuff, then yeah, Michigan's number one, aren't they? But yeah, they're, they're looking at Michigan's resume and the fact that they've played a schedule that's like a hundred and something in the country in terms of strength of right, schedule. Right. And they're like, your resume is dog shit. So you're number three, but Ohio's like Michigan, you know, they've got some good wins. They, they beat Penn state. They won at Notre Dame. That one's looking less impressive by the week, but still like those two teams are significantly better than anybody Michigan's played. So Ohio state's got one of the toughest strengths of schedules in college football. Their resume is better. That's why they're ahead of Michigan, but Texas's resume is better than Oregon's, but Oregon is ahead of Texas. That's why it's like, it's just, it's confusing and it's, it's wasted breath. And like you said, chaos is going to happen, not just from 10 to 11 on this channel, but uh, in college, it's just football. talking points for all of us for the regular but, season. That's all. Yeah, it's just giving us content. Texas has to win. I mean, if Texas loses to TCU. I'm I'm gonna sound like ah shit. Why was I talking about the playoff? What what the hell am I right. doing here? So we we got to take care of our business, obviously, and hope the uh, the chips fall the way that we want them to fall. I but take care uh, of my body, man. I'm breaking down over here, dude. I'm like cracking and popping over here, man. I'm grinding. That was. I thought I heard a sound over there. Yeah, dude. I hit the, I hit the popping and stuff like that. Jeez. You in the gym? You in the gym these days? Yeah, I got some weights behind me. You see them right there doing, getting some. Uh, you see my see my dumbbells? I see like a little Pac-Man and Galaga game that Tom McKay put in there. That's about it. Uh, uh, I I think the chair is actually blocking it completely. Uh, yeah, I got dumbbells here. Let me go get them. You want me to do? Yeah. Me to knock out some sets. Pump huh? some iron. Come on, man. Huh? Actually, I hit the gym last night. Yeah, but, baby. Believe it or not. I ain't lifting that? shit. Oh, there we go. Super setting, baby. Super setting. What you got on there? How many? Uh, how many pounds? Thirty fives. Okay, not bad. Doing a little curl action. What you got there? Curl action. We also do the super sets, man. We we like to call them Arnold's. We come up. We do raises. Come up here. Bring that. Come up. Come oh, back down. Speaking of super Arnold's, setting. did I show you? I showed you this uh, Schwarzenegger video yesterday, right? No. Let's hear it. Oh wait, why is it not there? Did I delete it? Did someone delete it? Let me see if I could. Oh, here we go. I got to upload it. Uh, it went away from StreamYard for some reason. This was uh, from the Manning cast on Monday Night Football. Oh, oh, All right. Welcome back. Oh, yes. And let's oh, welcome yeah. an icon yes. right now. Arnold. <laughs> 
Dude, he's feeding a donkey. Do it again. Yeah, but listen, listen to the sounds he's making. All right, welcome back. Oh, yes. And let's oh, welcome yeah, no. an icon yes. right now. What on earth? <laughs> like, Eli. Eli looks dumb without being prompted. But, man, like, when you throw something that's going to confuse him, oh, my God, he just goes to the next level, dude. And then, like you said, the noises. Ah, oh, yes. My little goat, my little donkey here. What the hell was it? That was a donkey, right? What donkey. Yeah. In the house. I'll show one more time. All right. Welcome back. Oh, yes. And let's oh, welcome yeah, no. an icon right now. Peyton is just like, what? He lost it, dude. He had nothing. He couldn't do a damn thing, man. Absolutely uh, lost. <laughs> and I'm Dennis Henry. Arnold is a jackass. No. Oh, I might oh, have to my start goodness. watching the Manny cast a little bit more if we're going to start seeing stuff like that, man. I mean, that is that is fantastic. Hey, so the, I don't know. I don't know what I said, man. But thanks for agreeing. Usually, I I don't really say the the right things. Usually, it's the wrong thing. <laughs> uh, anyway, we're having, we're having a lot of fun here on the the fill in show, the unnamed show, man. Yeah, I agree with Jake. By the way. I, I think Texas would beat Florida State. If we played Florida State with Quinn, with Quinn Ewers, I, I think we'd win. I'm, I'm worried about TCU without Quinn Ewers, so uh, I wouldn't feel great about Florida State with Malik Murphy. Um, like, Travis is a decent quarterback. I yeah, no, they're, they're good. They're, they're definitely good. Um, they've got really like good receivers. Wide receiver as well. Like, they're going to be in, in the NFL. I just don't think that they have the complete package to beat Texas. The, the scary part. The ACC. And, and this is probably wasted breath, right? Like, what are the odds that Texas and Florida State will play each other? Obviously, if it happened, it would have to be in a bowl game, presumably a playoff game. And uh, I think if Texas and Florida State get in, they're probably like the three and four seeds. Right. So they'll be going up against, you know, Georgia, Michigan, or Ohio State, Georgia, or whatever. Um, Florida State's wide receivers against Texas's secondary would would scare the crap out of me. 100 like you mentioned how good of a quarterback Travis is, Jordan Travis, two first names, so you can't trust him, but he is a really, really good quarterback. They've got a few NFL caliber receivers on the outside uh, with Coleman and Jaheim Bell Coleman, and Johnny Coleman Wilson. Four. Yeah, yeah, they got size, they got speed. Like that, that would be, that'd be a scary matchup for me just, just because of, uh, yeah, the way the Texas secondary has looked in recent weeks. Now, the Longhorns are getting reinforcements. Uh, Jalen Catalan's back to practice again. Hopefully he plays, but hell, it'll probably get hurt again by the time there's, there's a bowl game, if we're being honest. Sorry about that, everybody. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think Texas would still find a way to beat Florida State. And it's cool to be in this conversation, man. Like I, yeah. I tweeted it out from the Texas Sports Unfiltered Twitter last night. I, I really, really want to see Texas on that graphic, right? Because they show the top six teams on that main graphic. They do the 25 to 7 countdown where they just like stack teams on top of each other. And then they've got the top six page where they've got the four in the bracket and they've got like the first two out. We've never been there. We've never been there. Seventh is the highest rated uh, ranking we've ever had in the college football playoff era. So we're, we're right there. We just need somebody to lose ahead of us. So we can at least be on that page, on that screen, on that graphic, whatever you want to call it. Obviously, I want to be in the final four at the end of the sure, year. Yeah, man. That's what matters the most. But shit, I just God, I want to be in that mix, man. I want to be in that mix. Hey, you talked a little bit about the hype or like the hypothetical matchup between the wide receivers of Florida State and the secondary 
of the Longhorns. With the secondary here, I wanted to bring up a little bit of some concerns of what I saw out of Watt, out of Ryan Watts on Saturday. Thought he made some tremendous plays, but also thought he made some boneheaded plays to where he allowed the Wildcats to kind of stay in the ball game here. Um, just your just your thoughts on what you saw out of Watts on Saturday. Yeah, it was far from his best game. Um, I, look, the, the Texas secondary is much better with Ryan Watts on the field. Clearly. I, th- I think we saw that because he missed the Oklahoma game and he missed the Houston game, and those were maybe the two worst secondary performances of the year. So uh, Ryan Watts is still probably the best corner on this team. I think Manny Muhammad's got ridiculous potential, and maybe he already is, but uh, you know, I think uh, a year from now, yeah, Muhammad will be the best quarter cornerback on this team. Uh, but Watts had a bad day on Saturday. Uh, the the touchdown that K State scored on the last play of the third quarter, where Philip Brooks, give him credit, the guy made a great play. It was a great throw from Howard along the sideline, and Brooks run a great route to beat Watts, and then obviously he was able to slide around him and then break a tackle from Michael Taff, which that was a disastrous attempt there. Uh, but that turned into a touchdown, and that was kind of a momentum-changing type of play. Uh, and Watts did get burned a couple of other times over over the course of the game. So uh, I don't know. I mean, he maybe he's not all the way healthy yet. He did look like he was cramping yeah. at some point and had to leave the game but came back. So I don't know if it's injury-related. Maybe his uh, performance this past Saturday. But no, nah, Texas is a better team with him out there. Most of the games Ryan Watts has played as a Longhorn were better than what we saw uh, against right. So hopefully against the other purple team, he's uh, he's a lot better. And, you know, TCU is just – they're not as good as K-State. So you'd like to think that this game can be a little easier. It will be on the road. So right. I think it's going to be easy. Um, but hopefully it's uh, it's a little bit easier for Texas and we don't have to be sweating overtime for the second week in a row. No kidding. Now, look, I mean, we're going up to Fort Worth. We know that. But we also know that, um, that Dykes and company, like TCU – Reload. They absolutely did a reload, 100% reload on offense, man. I think, what, uh, seven or nine, eight, eight maybe? I think they lost eight yep. uh, total on offense, man. So, uh, I do like, where do you supplement that? Like, where do you get your points from? I don't think that they'll be able to kill us. I, we, we talked about the secondary struggles for the Longhorns. I don't think that they'll be challenged too much on Saturday. I think mostly it's going to be coming up for our linebacker core, man. I think the, mm-hmm. the middle is going to be challenged a lot on Saturday in terms of rushing the, uh, defending the run against the TCU for, uh, Horn Frogs here, man. They do that pretty well. They do that consistently well, I would think, more than passing. So I think Dykes and Company is going to have a heavy payload of running attack, and we got to be ready to stop it. Well, good luck, TCU. I'll quote the the great villain in Taken. Good luck. Good luck. Because <laughs> everybody who's tried to – what is that guy, Somalian? or I don't know what he is. Good luck. I don't know what he is. Armenian? Nigerian, Swedish, Armenian. Ar- Armenian? Pakistan, I don't know, but yeah, that guy. Yeah, good we, luck. The Texas defense possesses a certain set of skills. <laughs> right. And, uh, yeah, they they basically murder everybody who tries to run against them. Correct. Uh, K-State was number five in the country in rushing yards per game, and Texas held them to, like, 43 rushing yards last week, like almost 200 yards below their season average. Uh, and K-State's a better running team than TCU. So, of course, like – TCU will will try to run the football. Every every team's going to try to run the football, but it's just not going to happen. Good luck. I mean, I, like that. Their best player on offense this year has been Amani Bailey. They're running back. Right. Like he, he's really really good. Um, 
so yeah, they they've got to try to find ways to get that dude the ball. I just, you know, that, that's uh that, that's advantage Texas right there if if TCU's just going to bang their head against the wall like that and hope that they can run it cuz Texas has been an immovable object on the defensive line in recent weeks. We've heard a couple of things over the past week if we would see Quinn Ewers be rushed back to the line um, in terms of trying to lead this Longhorns to victory here. Do you think that actually has to happen on Saturday? I think the Longhorns, regardless of who goes out there, is going to be in a decent position to win this game as long as they continue to lean on uh, Jonathan Brooks and maybe stall it a little bit with C.J. Baxter. Yeah, like, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Texas should not need Quinn Ewers to beat TCU. Like You, you beat a K-State team that beat TCU 41-3. to with Malik Murphy. So the transitive property doesn't always apply in college football, as we've learned. Uh, But like, you'd like to think, okay, you beat a ranked team with Malik Murphy. Now you're going to play a four and five team. That's probably not going to make a bowl game. (laughs) You should be able to win that one. So yes. Would I feel better if Quinn Ewers trots the uh, first team offense onto the field on Saturday? Yeah. Yeah, I would. Uh, and it sucks because I wanted Malik to be the guy, and I like I almost didn't want to go back. I think to we Queen all Ewers. did, right? Yeah, we all did. Like we were yeah. all rooting for him, so, but that that's just the reality of the situation for me right now. So yes, I, you know, to answer your question, yes, I think Texas can win this game with Malik Murphy at quarterback. But uh, man, I, I'm like, if if it's the whole 85 to 90 percent Quinn Ewers versus 100 percent Malik Murphy, I, I'm taking the Quinn Ewers. Really? Now. If he's, uh, I don't don't even think we need to utilize the quarterback play that much, BK. I think we can lean on the, you know, the running back room here. Right. Yeah. Look, I mean, Texas ran it effectively against K State. Uh, They ran it 37 times and they threw it 37 times. And a lot of fans kind of wish they ran it, you know, 45 and threw it maybe 27, however that math checks out. Um, But like at some point, you're going to have to throw. Like TCU, they they usually play three three five defense, but they're they're gonna do things to stack the box to try to make Malik Murphy beat them. Like, why would you not? Right. Why would you not do that at this point? Um, so you're gonna have to throw it at some points. And I just like, I, you know, can we get first quarter Malik? I mean, my God, if if we got eighty percent of first quarter K State Malik, then Texas wins this game by multiple scores. But if we get second quarter to overtime Malik Murphy, and we're worried I'm a about believer, baby. I know, I know, and I want to be. I want to. I want to convert. So if someone's knocking on my door, I want to listen. Okay, you're selling me a Bible. You're selling me a magazine. I guess we're not playing BYU anymore, so probably no more magazines. But I, I want to buy. I want to buy. I just I can't buy right now. Credit cards in the other room. I'm out of cash. Sorry, <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't buy right now. That's like that's where it is. So I expect I mean, the league to be the guy. And I expect this to be his last start, sure. Because like because the first two starts were uh, were what they were. I don't think there's any chance unless Quinn Ewers like has to miss more time. Uh, I don't think there's any chance like Malik is going to Wally Pip uh, Quinn Ewers, or I guess Quinn Ewers is going to get Wally Pipped by Malik Murphy. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, obviously Malik Murphy plays well, then that's great for Texas, and Texas gets the win. But I, I think this will be Malik Murphy's last start this year for Texas. I think that we could potentially see Malik Murphy one more week after this. I've had the same injury that Quinn Ewers has, the AC joint separation, and it took mm-hmm. me six weeks. And that was that was in the military. And they they rush you back 
when they absolutely have to. You don't stay in sick bay as long as uh as long as you need to. You get back on the line when when the soonest uh the soonest time is arising there. So yeah. um I don't know. I think of course modern day medicine. He's probably got a lot better medicine than I did, man. But still, dude. Uh, I, I I say don't rush it, man. Don't come back and um. Man, allow yourself to be in better success or a better position well, to take us to the championship level. Th- this, like, I don't know, maybe your Mark U is the easiest game that Texas has left, but like, th- this could be the easiest game that Texas has left, right? Like, Texas Tech beat TCU last week. I think this game's going to be easier than Iowa State. I did too. Yeah. And then, like, you could make the case. I mean, the Tech game is at home, so maybe you think that's easier. Uh, but I don't know. Like, once again, Texas Tech just beat TCU, transitive property, whatever that's worth. I but think like, Tech is the hardest team left on the schedule. You think Tech is harder than Iowa State? I do. I, okay. I know. Well, I don't know because it's up in Ames, right? Yeah. So, I mean, hell, man, that's a that's a wild card in itself. Um, yeah, I, I think Tech's a better team than Iowa State is. Um, but because that game's in Austin and the Iowa State game is up in, in Ames, Ames and yeah. I'm a little bit more worried about that one, but point is like either way i think we both feel that tcu is the easiest regular season Correct. game that texas has left we might not be in 100 percent agreement with everybody out there on that front but you run the risk of yeah if you bring quinn ewers back too early he takes a hit on that air conditioner joint and he's got to miss the bigger games like he's got to miss iowa state he's got to miss texas tech he's got to miss the big 12 title game so you'd rather like yeah you'd rather have like malik best case scenario malik plays he goes out and wins, and Quinn Ewers comes back for Iowa State, and he's 100%, and it's all good. We're feeling great about our chances to make the conference title game and our chances to make the playoff. That's best-case scenario right there. Um, and, yeah, you, you, run, you run the risk of if you bring Ewers back too soon, he gets hurt, and then when you're playing better teams in bigger games, then you've got to go with Malik Murphy, and that's that's a, a slightly terrifying, terrifying proposition for me right now. I uh I just made probably one of the best notes of my lifetime. I am going to write a pilot uh for one character based on Brad Kellner and the like the likeness of you as well. Uh-oh. Um to be a doctor. And you're going to roll out uh you're, you're going to roll out um you know patients and you're going to give uh what what what's that thing you're going to give diagnosis to patients and whatnot. Mm. Oh yeah, you're your air conditioner joint is suffering it's separated man you're gonna need a you know you're gonna need a at least a, a hernia to be replaced here as well man hey back at it remember what's that doctor say when he leaves the room he's reinstated yeah back at oh what is it was that an at&t commercial yeah. Where, oh, he walks in guess who just got reinstated <laughs> uh, <laughs> reinstated well temporarily Oh, what's the rest? Oh man, I that's can't a, remember it, man. Five year old AT and T commercial. There's probably like two other people besides us who know what the hell we're talking about right now. But that's uh, what, like, what you uh, just said with the uh, with the air conditioner joint repair, and then also like that put me that gave me the damn notion, right? Like the memory of that damn AT and T. Is it AT and T? I don't think it's AT and T. I think it is AT and T. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But yeah, I that just gave so. like you would be one hell of a dog, like almost like a. You know, like a doctor, uh, doctor house, maybe, you know, just going cool. in there giving bad information. I like that. Hey, I was a doctor at my last job. I, I invented a theory, a medical theory. What's this? Or, or theorem. I don't know what the hell it's called. <laughs> Clearly. I'm a hypothesis? 
Yeah, yeah, whatever. Hypotenuse, I don't know, whatever that shit is. We both, I, I swear we both graduated from Texas. Yeah. I think I got my diploma somewhere, I think. Um, the small bones theory is what I invented. So I was in Houston, obviously covering the Astros for ESPN Houston down there. And Jose Altuve got hurt during the World Baseball Classic. Remember, like, before the year started, he took a fastball to his thumb, and he had to miss, like, the first... They said it was going to be, like, six to eight weeks that he was going to have to miss to start the year because of that injury. And I'm like... Um, yeah, it was a, it was some broken something for Altuve. And I'm like, guys, the small bones theory is at play here. I've come up with this. Because Jose Altuve is so small... And he's got smaller bones. He's going to be able to recover faster than a bigger player with bigger bones. And sure enough, Jose, Al- Jose Altuve was back in four to five weeks instead of the six to eight weeks. And I was getting all sorts of credit down there. The small bones theory, C-circle, TM, that's me. That's your I, formula? That's your formula? Credit. I want all credit. The small bones theory. Did you get theory. doctors chiming in on this? Did they actually give you a little bit of affirm- uh, you know, affirmation that it was working? Sure, of course they did. My co-hosts, Todd Callis, the TV voice of the Astros, came on and said Cody, he bought it. Cody was giving you the affirmation? Yeah, Cody, yeah. Cody's yeah. a health nut himself, right? Yeah, they were all like, it, it, it must be true. The small bones theory. Now, unfortunately, the bigger you are, the, sometimes the slower it can take you to recover. because it's So you're you saying know, yours is coming back. But the small bones theory. It's a it's a real thing right there. So I'm 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 just saying, you know. I love it. I'm going with it, man. I'm 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 more optimistic now because me being a bigger bone dude, of course, um, it's gonna take me the full six weeks to heal. But hopefully yours is back out there with four weeks. So yeah, nice. if yours if yours was eating that Chick-fil-A this past off season, then he'd be in trouble. But because he's eating the salmon, maybe I'm talking about that healthy diet with that lemon sprinkle and that salmon, right? That's oh, what I'm talking man. about. Uh, some shout outs real quick to some great sponsors. Uh, Four Roofs, TX. Harge talks about them all the time. By the way, if you're looking for Harge, no longer with us. Now he's not dead. He just uh, found a different opportunity. So no longer a part of the TSU team. We're doing some fill-in stuff this week, having some fun. We will hopefully have an official announcement later this week for what uh, 11 to 12 is going to be on Texas Sports Unfiltered going forward. We think you guys are going to like what we've got cooking for y'all. Uh, but Four Roofs TX, if uh, if something's wrong with your roof, man, uh, like that's that's a problem. That is a problem. We had a hailstorm a couple of months ago. If somebody came by and tried to fix your roof and they did a horrible job and you're looking for people who are pros, people who actually know what they're doing, uh, Four Roofs TX, that's who you need to call. Go to the website, Four Roofs TX. That's the number four, roofstx.com. Commercial, residential, it does not matter. They will give you a free estimate and inspection on your roofs. If you're worried about something being wrong and you want to make sure you're set for the next storm, uh, make sure you call our friends at Four Roofs TX and they will take care of you. Shout out to Covert Bee Cave as well. Speaking of taking care of you, the Covert Auto Group has been taking care of Central Texans for more than 100 years. That's right, 1909 when the Covert Auto Group started here in Central Texas. They're still rolling. Covert Bee Cave. The new spot, seven brands, three dealerships, 42 acres. Ridiculous. If you're looking for a new or pre-owned car, truck, or SUV, go to Covert Bee Cave out there right in the heart of the central Texas hill country. Want to give them some love. And Wags, how about a, uh, another word for your boy Tom McKay and our boy Tom McKay over at AV Consultations? 
You got audio playing, or you want me to go? Uh, you know what? Well, boy, this is a great stall tactic by me. Just be silent. That's good. Here we go. Here's the recorded spot. Hi, this is Tom McKay with Audiovisual Consultations. Scientific data proves it. Size does matter. The bigger and wider your television is, the better. Football season is here, and the time is now to get your entire audio video experience tuned up and ready. New flat screens, projection video, Dolby True HD surround, all the goodies at great prices and followed up with great service. So call us at 255-8678. That's 255-8678 or on the web at avconsultations.com. He does it so much better than me anyways, man. By the way, of course, we got the best... uh, the best damn fans in all of sub, um, you know, subscriber radio or whatever the hell you want to call this thing, streaming or whatnot. It is the 2019 AT&T commercial. Ah, just Guess okay. Guess just got their medical license back. Yep. Yep. What does he say? Nervous? Yeah, me too. I think that's part of the commercial too. <laughs> the patient's sitting on the bed and the doctor goes in and says, nervous? Yep, me too. Like, could you imagine... Is there a worse thing you could possibly hear if you're a patient about to go into surgery and the doctor oh. tells you that he or she is nervous? No, I mean, dude, I had like some Saturday morning medicine in the bar- barracks one night. Um, and one of the corpsmen who, who is a, you know, our medical doctors or whatnot, he wasn't an actual doctor, but he was a nurse. You could call him a nurse, but he was trying to administer an IV. But the problem was Lenny. Lenny was so damn drunk anyways, he had to shake, so he couldn't think he couldn't get the needle right. He was sitting there missing my vein three times trying to pop the IV, man. But he oh. bursted the bag, dude. It was done. It was oh. over, man. No. He was, he was so messed up himself, dude. He couldn't get it right. Oh my God. That's terrifying, dude. I had I had blood drawn a couple weeks ago and I had the woman woman couldn't find the vein. So it, it took like three, three pokes. Then I damn near passed out in there too. That was bad. I hated that one. I hated that one. Oh man! All right, this has been fun. We got Trey yeah, coming on here. Me on the show. I appreciate oh, it, dude. Thanks for for stepping up. By the way, tomorrow from eleven to noon, Jeff Howe will be co-hosting with me, and then I think Rodney will be back on Friday to uh, to get us through this week once again. An official announcement for what eleven to twelve is going to be on Texas Sports Unfiltered is coming hopefully later this week. I think we've got uh, an idea of what we're going to do. You always got to something sure. in the works, man. You always oh, got oh, something going on. Always cooking, man. We're, we're, we're never stopping. We never settle. We're Hennessy. That's that's uh, that's my favorite <laughs> liquor. So never settle, like Nas says in those commercials, man. That's how, uh, that's how I operate right there. Uh, but no, it's been great. Uh, just about at 6,000 subscribers on YouTube. So I appreciate uh, all of you guys for continuing to support what we're doing at Texas Sports unfiltered and uh yeah thank y'all for getting involved and thank y'all for spreading the word i'm gonna start putting flyers up around the city wags you think people look at those yeah um they'd probably like uh utilize it as a you know maybe some toilet paper or whatever to wipe their ass uh, or whatnot man i don't know you're saying homeless guys wipe their ass there's no way they're just dropping deuce and, and moving on right well, you know, not Terry. Terry, the guy that I hang out with down under the bridge, he's fine. I mean, we, you know, he asked me for paper all the time, asked me for panels and, you know, hey, man, you got any more of those post-its? What, you want little post-its for your thumb? Huh? <laughs> Terry, talk about small bones. Talk about small oh. bones. Post-its? One little swipe. You're going to oh need to four-ply that thing, man. I'm gonna throw up, dude. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if four post-its stuck together is gonna make much of a difference either, man. 
don't know. F- flyers on like power lines and stuff. We, we call that look the, at this. we call that the stink finger. Oh my god. Yeah, that ain't jelly finger. That's stink finger right there. And that is that is a finger that I'm staying far away from. Uh how was uh how was your doctor, by the way, yesterday? You all good? So dude, all right. I wanted to t- yeah, I'm fine. I am fantastic. The doctor, so once and this is all to get my rating adjusted and higher for the VA. But once I got back, I had a follow-up and I had to share my screen. Well, I was trying to take away all the history of my browser stuff before I shared my screen. Uh oh. Yeah, man, it happened. <laughs> what happened? The hub, bro. Oh, no way. The hub popped up, <laughs> man. The doctor. Like, the I was so fucking embarrassed. I was so embarrassed. I was, and it's recorded too. The session was recorded. It was so embarrassing. And you can see, like, in the history, it says, what I was watching. <laughs> Dude, do you have the video or does just the doctor they have, have the, video. the video? They have the video. Oh, I gotta you gotta send me that. You gotta request that from them and then send it to me. I was so me. embarrassed. Oh my god, I was so embarrassed. And like she could tell too, right? She was like, Do you she just goes, Do you want me to take over and do this thing or what? Oh. Like that's what she said. <laughs> oh, at least you watch great. that stuff. The, the guy we're about to talk to doesn't even watch that stuff. I don't know what's I wrong with research. Him. I was honestly doing research. There was a girl that I went to high school with that I was trying to look for. That's all. Just research. <laughs> Wags, next time you see a hashtag arch pop up on Twitter or X or whatever the hell it's called now, just uh, scroll down a little bit further than the first two or three stories that are Arch Manning news because it very quickly devolves into porn. Which, unfortunately, I, I learned that tough lesson a couple months ago when my kids are right there over my shoulder. Oh. I will. <laughs> yep. Just trying to show them some Arch Manning highlights and uh, got a different sort of Arch highlight. Arch that mm. back. Arch that back. Apparently what it means. I didn't know that before then. Oh, was it guy and girl or dude on dude or girl on girl or a combination? It was a couple dudes. Oh, dudes. <laughs> I got to go to work. Swag? I got to go to work. <laughs> See you, man.